We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. For many of us, the fantasy playoffs begin this week. Who better to join us than the great Michael Florio from NFL Network and NFL Fantasy, the two-time defending uh, champ of the Flex Super Flex Leagues, all coming up on the Rotowire Fantasy Football Podcast. Hey everybody, welcome to the Rotowire Fantasy Football Podcast, brought to you by the good folks from Circa, from Odds R, and from Splash Sports. Uh, Jeff Erickson here. I am with Michael Florio from uh, NFL Network. He does some uh, work at Rotoballer as well, um, and even on SiriusXM Fantasy, where I'm as as well. So, uh, Michael, thank you for uh, joining me today. How you doing? Thank you for having me. I am doing well. I'm doing better than a lot of actual real life NFL players are right now, right? Because it's going to be tough to field some lineups this week absolutely it, it's crazy and uh, the attrition rate at qb alone is just astounding this year uh not just this week but all season long we've lo- we keep losing these premium quarterbacks it's difficult to handle um it is playoff football time p- fantasy playoff time for most leagues do you prefer a 16 playoff or do you prefer a 14 playoff i prefer six um especially if you're in like a 12 team league or something like that because right. I do think there's a huge advantage to being a top two seed and you should get something for that. So I think uh, the buy is the perfect way to kind of you let those two other teams in, but you also are rewarding the top two teams for being the top two teams. Exactly right. Um, I I am the same way and I play mostly in 12 or bigger. Um, So I am in one 10 team league and I think if it's 10, you go four. I think that's fine. Um, But uh, I I do like it this way. you, I wanted to turn to you for some expertise in doing well in fantasy playoff leagues. Obviously, the two-time champ and flex on uh, the super flex league. My first question is setting your lineups. Do you do anything differently? Do you pay attention to what your opponent is doing? Uh, do you match his QB with your receiver or vice versa at all? Or do you just set your best lineup? I don't pay any attention to my opponent when setting my starting lineup. I will pay attention to my opponent's lineup when putting in waiver claims because okay. if they need a quarterback and I have a higher priority or more fab and I can prevent them from getting the best option, I will go that route. But so often we try to galaxy brain our lineups and stuff and be like, Oh, well he'll cancel this guy out. And then I've done that before and it, it hasn't worked out. So I'm a big believer in setting your best lineup. My biggest change in approach 
becomes in the regular season, I'll take some some big swings. Like I there's a lot of boomer bust players out there and I, I won't shy away sometimes if I think it's a good matchup from starting them, but in the playoffs, obviously upside matters, but I think floor becomes so much more important because if you take a zero, that could end your season. Absolutely. Uh and I think that is a really good point. I, I think that 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 is both the galaxy brain issue as well as the uh, ceiling versus floor and setting your lineup there. Uh, it's one thing to add them to the roster. It's another thing to kind of take that chance. And I think if you're a big underdog, if you're playing the one seed and you're hamstrung, maybe you take a, a bigger swing in that, that flex spot or, or something of that nature and take a chance on the upside. Uh, I'm trying to think of spitball of an example here. It's, you know, a, a player, sometimes it's a player returning from injury, like HN coming back from injury or Jefferson coming back from injury this week. Uh, I, I think you're going to start Jefferson if you have him, if you made it this far. And if you got to the playoffs with Justin Jefferson on your roster, God bless you, because that, that's, that's <laughs> doing some work right there. But um, yeah, I think I would probably take that swing. Noah Brown is like a good, like, if CJ Stroud plays, let's say Noah Brown, like we know he's so boomer bust, but I'm okay getting him in if CJ Stroud plays. But uh, in a normal week, in the playoffs, it it would have to be like you said. I I feel like I'm a big underdog, or I don't love my other options. But if I have like a safer option, uh, I'd probably would pivot away. Yeah, we'll call that safer option. Say Tyler Lockett, for example. Yes. it's like yes. some like solid wide receiver three that you would normally start otherwise there. So I think that, that, that is great. Uh, roster construction. Uh, are you in any other pickup tips that you might have, whether it's like, you know, more handcuffs on running backs, uh, you're, you know, maybe multiple, uh, defenses, especially if you're only allowed to pick up players this week. Yeah. I think you hit the nail on the head. Uh, you need to have your, your handcuff running back right now, if possible, like look at it like this. Ezekiel Elliott looks like he could be this year's potential league winner. Um, there, there was a who is the starter? Ty Chandler right now is in heavy demand if he's on the waiver wire. But every right. week, Zach Moss a couple weeks ago, every week the top waiver wire pickup is just whichever running back starter got hurt. Uh, so to prevent that, to prevent your opponent potentially from getting them from you or or forcing you to use your top waiver priority or all your fab, go get your handcuff now. It costs so much less when they are just a backup so and buys are behind us now your rot your bench spots are a lot more expendable because the your starting lineup is set it's not like in the middle of the season when eight teams or something like that could be on by and right. you really need that depth so handcuff is one uh and i think it's always smart to plan ahead like i know we need to win this week but if you are streaming quarterbacks or streaming defenses like you said don't be afraid to use one of your bench spots to get a week in front because I was saying this last week with Matt Stafford. Uh, I, I know in some leagues he's not available, but in a lot of NFL.com leagues, he was available last week. And I was like, look, I know he has a really tough matchup this week against the Ravens on the road. You're probably not in a position where you want to start him. And that was wrong because he balled out. But I was like, he gets the commanders next week. Like, Get out in front of it and get him on your roster now. I have the Green Bay Packers on every single one of my teams where I have a buy because they get the Carolina Panthers next week. So I think, and I added them going into week 14, knowing that I had the buy clinched and I wouldn't have to worry about a defense until week 17. I think it's always smart to, if you're streaming, to try to get a week out in front, even though maybe, maybe you get eliminated this week, but 
I don't play for that. I play. I I think I'm going to be there next week, so I want to be as prepared and as ready as possible. Yeah, absolutely. And instead, and if you can do it before it becomes expensive, all the more reason. Absolutely, I agree, hundred uh, percent on that. Uh, of course, big contests like the NFFC, we can't pick up anybody right now. But that, that you should know that last week, you should have known it two weeks yeah. ago, right? You know, of course, know your league rules is always the most important. Like I think that's the starting step of any league when you're at the draft table. You name it. Um, and speaking, speaking of, go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, I was, I have a league just like that where you can't make pickups through the playoffs. So I am rostering two kickers and mm-hmm. I am rostering like multiple tight ends and quarterbacks. Just, I mean, you see all the injuries this year, just in case. Yeah. I, I know there's at least one NFFC uh, playoff team that has the, the dreaded combo of Herbert and Stroud. Uh, mm-hmm. and you're just like, and no recourse. Uh, that's just the worst. You're just like, knock on wood. Come on, Stroud. You're fine. You can do this. Just, uh, but uh, it, it's tough. Uh, speaking of knowing your rules in advance and things of that nature, do you draft for the playoffs at all? Do you like look ahead? Like when you're at the draft, okay, weeks 15, 16, and 17. Do you look at that at all? Or is this, how, how do you handle that? I, I look at that 0% when I'm Same. drafting. And, and some people like to, my thing is always, we, and Jeff, you could speak on this. It is so hard to predict stuff on a week-to-week basis. We're going to try to plan four months in advance. Like, to me, I, I think you're overthinking it. And examples are like, coming into the year, we would have thought, okay, you can run on the Texans. They're a tougher defense to throw on. It's been the exact opposite this year. There's so many uh, offenses that look completely different. Like, yeah, may, hey, the Chargers play the Raiders this week. That might have looked like a great matchup coming right. four months ago but now it's it's Austin Eckler or bust on, on that team right now so to me I think you're doing yourself a disservice trying to plan that far ahead what I like to do is when we get into the double digit weeks or or you know like weeks nine ten in that range I'll start looking at playoff schedules and because then it's still before the trade deadline so in, in a leagues that allow trading you could kind of make your moves based off of that it also allows you to start picking up those waiver claims, those streaming options a couple of weeks in advance because a couple of weeks in advance is a lot easier to plan for than four months. Like, think about how long ago it feels like week one was. Yeah. It, it, it's so much changes in the NFL. Absolutely. 100% agree. Every year, too. Every year it's that way. Uh, before we start hitting the quarterbacks, which, man, a lot of those quarterbacks are getting hit or even going down without getting hit, we got to hit a uh, quick note from our friends at Circa. Get ready for the ultimate big game parties at Circa Resort and Casino. Super Sunday is in Las Vegas this year. Watch the big game poolside at Stadium Swim's big game viewing party. Massive screen, booming game sound, and a view of the pyrotechnic and visual effects throughout the game. Snag the best seat in the sun with daybeds, poolside boxes, cabanas, and more. Or touchdown at the world's largest sports book, Circus Sports for the Big Game Bash. Three stories of football glory featuring a 78 million pixel screen. Book your seat with a variety of reservation options, including bottle service, open bar, stadium-style food, and more. Don't miss these legendary viewing experiences on February 11th. The Big Game Parties, only at Circa Resort and Casino. Reserve today at CircaLasVegas.com. I'm here with Michael Florio from NFL Network, NFL Fantasy, Roto Ballers, and of course uh, on Sirius XM Fantasy as well. Michael, uh, let's talk quarterbacks. Uh, it, it is a mess this year. We allude to it all the time. Right at the top, though, I get more questions about should I start X or Patrick Mahomes? And solving for X is almost always Brock Purdy, it seems like lately. Uh, what's your take on Mahomes and, and Purdy versus Mahomes? 
I am okay playing Brock Purdy over Mahomes because Brock Purdy has been better than Patrick yeah, Mahomes. Like he has. My crazy stat of the week is since week ten, Tommy DeVito and Patrick Mahomes had the same amount of fantasy points. It's insane. But Patrick Mahomes is angry right now. Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs and everything. Like I think they are going to come out this week and take their frustration out on the New England Patriots. And this is how it goes, Jeff. You've played fantasy for well long enough to know that. When you sit a star player like Patrick Mahomes, that's when he's going to go off for 303. And in the fantasy playoffs, I could live with myself if I started Patrick Mahomes and lost because of it. I would hate myself if I lost because I sat Patrick Mahomes. So I, I know you shouldn't set lineups based on that, but... I still think he's Patrick Mahomes. For I sure. know he I, I've been calling him the biggest quarterback bust this year, and I do think he is. That being said, he still is Patrick Mahomes and still brings a lot of upside. So Purdy, sure, you could go with him, but after that, the realistic options that you have paired with Patrick Mahomes that I would play over him is very, very thin. Yeah, I'm in the same boat. I do have a Purdy one notch ahead of Mahomes this week. Uh but I mean it, it doesn't go you know, and I have Mahomes, I think, at six. I go Prescott, Hurts, Lamar, Allen, Purdy, Mahomes. But I'm not, you know, that's where it ends. Like even Tua is below him. I, I, I mean, I hate the matchup against the Jets, first of all. Uh, and we don't know if he's going to have Tyreek Hill. We have to, we have that uncertainty coming into this week. So, yeah, I, I think that's what it, it's actually a pretty easy line to draw in the sand this week. Yeah. And, and the thing is, of the, I agree with all of those quarterbacks that you have over Mahomes, but realistically, Purdy, I think, is the maybe Dak, but if you have Dak and Mahomes, you probably should have traded one earlier in the season. Absolutely. Yeah. Realistically, you probably don't have any of those other options. Exactly. Jared Goff, so, so good early this season, such a, an efficient non-interception throwing machine, and now he is a turnover turnstile. Multiple interceptions most weeks lately. How worried are you about him? How how worried are you about this matchup on Saturday night against Denver? I'm worried. And, and Jared Goff just had a stat correction today that gave him another fumble in last oh, week's game. Oh, no. So hopefully, hopefully that didn't knock anyone out of their playoffs or, or anything like that. I'm worried. And look, Jared Goff in the past has been pretty easy to figure out. You play him at home. You sit him in outdoor and bad weather conditions, stuff like that. But... The matchup, I am afraid of the matchup because of two reasons. One, the Broncos' secondary has been awesome. And there is a realistic chance that Patrick Sertan could shadow and make life very, very tough on Amon Ross St. Brown. But also, no quarterback has topped 18 fantasy points against them since week five. And in that stretch, they've played Patrick Mahomes twice, Josh Allen, C.J. Stroud, Jordan Love. Justin Herbert was struggling mightily until he got hurt last week against them. But as good as they are against defending the pass, they really struggle against the run. So my thinking, and, and it's not like Denver is going to go up multiple scores, I don't believe, against the Lions. So I'm thinking that Dan Campbell is looking at this game like we need to force feed Jameer Gibbs and David Montgomery and just run the ball as much as we possibly can. I am worried that this could be one of those games where the Lions win and Jared Goff finishes with like 12 or 13 fantasy points. So I actually have him as a sit this week. That being said, I'm not telling you to sit him for any quarterback you can get off the waiver wire. I understand that you might not be able to get away from him, but if mm -hmm. you can, I think you should. Yeah, Stafford, Stafford, for instance, is a trendy pickup this week. Stafford or Goff? I love Matt Stafford this week. I, I do I'm too. Easily him. Jake Browning or Jared Goff? 
I would go with Jake Browning, as crazy as that might sound. I don't think it's crazy. I have him back-to-back in my rankings this week, and I'm probably going to lower golf a little bit there. Um, yeah, uh, I think I think you're right about that. It, it's it's a really tough matchup here. Um, I, I'm going to be uh, very circumspect about this one there. By the way, that, that Denver-Detroit game, that's the first game of the week that features the original starting quarterbacks uh, from their team. The first three games. You know, it's Chargers versus Raiders. You've got Stick versus O'Connell. Then you got Browning versus Nick Mullins uh, in the uh, first game on Saturday. And then the Pittsburgh Indy game, we got Minshew versus Trubisky. So uh, feast your eyes, folks. And you know what? All of us sickos are going to be watching every single oh, every pass that they all throw. Oh, absolutely. 100%. <laughs> um, and I'll be, I'll, I will be starting Jake Browning. And yes, I do v- view the world through a certain uh, brown and or- uh, black and orange prism. As a Bengals fan, one of three on the West Coast. I think we're up to five now, actually. I think we've become more popular. <laughs> Converted my daughter. Uh, so that that's one go. of them. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, I, I have him like a top 12 quarterback this week. I, I, you know, we'll see if Jamar Chase is like hindered going into this game. That would change my ranking. Uh, but uh, I think he's going to be all right. Uh, all these guys, I didn't throw this on the outline, but Mullins, uh, Stick, any of these guys in a super flex league, if you have to pick some pick up somebody, who are you going to? So I do because in the flex league, I lost Justin Herbert. Luckily, I have a bye this week, so I, I'm okay this week. But Brock Purdy is my QB one now. Okay. It was awesome having him as your QB two. Uh, now my only bench option was Will Levis, so I picked up Zach Wilson and Easton Stick, and I keep advising other people to do the same. Like, yes, you want as many options as you possibly can get, and One thing I think you can try to do and should try to do is try to piece it together. Like Will Levis gets the Texans this week and in week 17, and and they are in the top 10 in fantasy points allowed to quarterbacks. Zach Wilson gets the commanders next week, and they have allowed the second most touchdowns in fantasy points. So like you could go Levis, Wilson, Levis, or Tommy DeVito gets the Eagles next week, which is a really good matchup. Joe Flacco probably picked up, but he gets a good week 16 matchup as well. So I, I, you're going to have to piece it together. There's no one that you could pick up to replace a Herbert or anyone close to that. But in super flex leagues where quarterback depth is being dramatically tested, uh, you're probably not the only one starting a third string quarterback right now, or at least a fantasy third stringer earlier in the season. So try to get as many options on your team as possible. Uh, it allows you in case they catch fire or something like that. Like Zach Wilson played his best ball of his career last week. If you can keep that going, maybe you find like last year when Jalen Hurts went down, Garner Minshew won people some fantasy championships. Oh yeah, Superflex. Absolutely. So, this is what the end of the year looks like, but it it look it's going to be rough. It's not going to be nearly as enjoyable as you had your starter, but it is possible. Who can forget the Billy Volek fantasy playoff run? I mean, it, it, it comes from weird places. You never know, and. I was starting uh, Tommy DeVito before it was cool in the flex league uh, because, you know, I, I actually ha- had to, uh, because, you know, I'm in another super flex league where I just lost. Uh, well, I think I lost Stroud for this week, but I've been carrying Will Levis all along as my third. Uh, and, you know, it's just you have to do it. It, it is what it is. So uh, and you, you got to be ready to have ne- have that next man up if you can. Because everybody, because you don't want to wait to try to pick him up now if you can avoid it, too. That's the other yeah. thing. But if you can pick up somebody now, do so. Uh, so who, it, who is, so I, I kind of, you kind of answered the question, who is replacing Herbert for you? Uh, if you're in a single quarterback league, who are you looking to, uh, go, who, who's your, uh, who's your, uh, candidate to turn to as your pickup 
because, you know, you don't have to dig as deep there, but who's your guy you're, you're turning to in a single quarterback league if you have Herbert or Stroud? I'm guessing Matthew Stafford is picked up in all single quarterback leagues. He would be the yeah. smash number one option. But if not, like Jake Browning, uh, I know we talked about him a lot, but 23 plus in two straight weeks, highest completion percentage in someone's first three starts in NFL history. Like what he is doing right now is very impressive. So I think he's an option. And then look, it gets a little bit uglier, but Derek Carr, I, I know his teammates don't even really want him to be their quarterback, but he gets the Giants, which is not a matchup that we run from in fantasy. Then he gets the Rams and the Bucks, and they're each in the top seven mm -hmm. in fantasy points allowed to quarterbacks. Um, Baker Mayfield is always a favorite of mine because he's not going to set the world on fire, but if you need just like a safe 16 fantasy points, he's always on the waiver wire, it seems. He's like always there option. for you. Exactly. So it's not going to be nearly as much fun. Again, with like if you have a Justin Herbert, but... There are options out there right now that I because it, all the big name quarterbacks we know are already rostered. So you're sure. going to have to start someone like this. And you, that's when you play the matchups. Absolutely. Uh, before we move on to running backs, quick note from our friends at Odds Are. Are you ready to revolutionize your sports betting approach? Begin with a two week free trial at oddsr.com where cutting edge AI technology sharpens your edge in the betting game. Benefit from our proven two year track record boasting a 60% accuracy rate and an impressive 10% ROI. The odds are AI meticulously sifts through extensive data to reveal high-value, green-value plays, guiding you towards smarter betting decisions. And it's not just about the numbers. The odds are app is exceptionally user-friendly, crafted to be your go-to betting advisor right at your fingertips. Jumpstart your journey to betting smarter and more successfully. Simply visit the iOS or Google Play Store Download the Odds Are app and step into a world of confident betting. Your path to a more strategic betting experience starts with our two-week free trial. Download today, where smart strategy triumphs over luck. We're here with Michael Florio from NFL Net, NFL Fantasy and the NFL Network. Let's talk running backs. Uh, and let's start off with Miami. Tough matchup this week against the Jets, although you know at least Raheem Mostert got home on the Black Friday game. It was mostly all in the second half. It's kind of a theme for him, by the way. Uh, how do you feel about the Miami running backs this week, given all their other uh, uncertainty issues, like starting centers out? We don't know if Tyreek Hill is going to be able to play. How do you feel about these Miami running backs this week? I don't think they're as like a, as much of a smash start as they normally are, but you'd have to have some pretty good options, I think, to get away from them. Raheem Mostert leads the league in touchdowns. Mm -hmm. And before last week in the four full games that A-Chan and Mostert had played together, uh, HN was averaging 31 fantasy points per game and Mostert was 20. Like, to me, this offense is still too good. And the matchup, I think, plays into their favor because um, the Jets have really struggled against running backs as of late. I believe it, they're in the top three in rushing yards allowed to running backs since week nine or 10. And then their secondary, we know how elite they are. And if, especially if Tyreek Hill is banged up. To me, I think this is a game where if you're Miami, you want to run the ball and control the clock and, and probably even more dump-offs to their running backs as well, especially if you have to get the ball out quickly with their O-line being as banged up as it is. So I am not shy. Like, every, I have Raheem Mostert in a lot of leagues. I would am playing him in all of them. I only have A-Chan in one. I am starting him in there. All right, fair enough. And I am too. Um... I, it's just, it's a tough call. To, and, and you know what? Most of ran well, even after they lost their center last week. So 
you know, it's, it's more the passing game that really got wrecked by uh, by that injury. Yeah. I think the, those two injuries. But you know, offensive line injuries were a big theme last week. Atlanta was missing three starting offensive linemen. You know, we mentioned the Lions losing Frank Ragnow. I mean, you know, the, these injuries. I mean, they they hit everywhere, not just uh, at skill position players. And you know, sometimes we overlook the O line injuries there because it's always a big deal. Uh, DeAndre Swift really kind of been on the struggle bus lately. But then again, the Eagles have had a nasty, nasty schedule. They get Seattle this week. That's not quite as daunting, though it is up in Seattle on Monday night. Is he due for a bounce back? What's your take on him? Yeah, I I have Swift as a start this week. And in fact, like, I wouldn't even think twice about plugging him in the lineup. For everything that you said, like, the Eagles' recent schedule, the last two games, Niners and Cowboys, like, it can't get much harder than that. And they were down multiple scores for much of that game, even the game against the Bills they were down multiple scores early on. So they've constantly been in comeback mode. I am expecting them to have a lead in this game against Seattle, uh, which probably means more running the ball, but especially you can't get a better matchup. I would say since week nine, the no team has allowed more rushing yards or rushing touchdowns to running backs than Seattle. And since week 10, no team has allowed more receiving yards. So he could get him through the air. He could get him on the ground. And then after this week, Giants and Cardinals to end the season. I said like in the middle of the season that I think DeAndre Swift could be a league winner. I'm not shying away from that take at all. I know the last couple of weeks have been rough. I still think he can get hot and potentially win people their leagues these next three weeks. Yeah. And I think it was just a matter of, can you get to the fancy playoffs with him slumping? That's the tricky part there. Yeah. Uh, but once you get there, you might, might be rewarded. So I like him there too. Uh, are you, can I interest you in Ty Chandler? If Alexander Madison doesn't play this week, Decent matchup against the Bengals uh, was considered a very plus matchup, but the last two weeks, the Bengals have actually been pretty good against the run. What are you, what's your take on Ty Chandler for this week? I do think he is in play. If Alexander Madison sits and he hasn't practiced yet this week, like I have one league where I lost Josh Jacobs. So Ty Chandler is my best option to replace him. Uh, and, and the thing is when Madison got hurt last week, Chandler played 80% of the snaps from that point on, and he's had 14 or more touches in three of his last four games. He's more explosive, in my opinion, than Alexander Madison. And as good as Cincinnati has been as of late against the run, the one issue they've kind of struggled with all year is allowing big runs. So it really might only take one or two long. Like, look, I don't think Ty Chandler is a smash start or anything like that this week, but a volume RB2 or flex, he certainly can get that done. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, we, we saw some reports on this Thursday night game. We saw that Josh Jacob, you mentioned Josh Jacobs. I wanted to go ahead, go to him real quick. Uh, Tom Pelissero is re- reporting that first of all, Keenan Allen won't play in that game. Josh Jacobs is questionable because of that quad originally considered a knee. Uh, and Devonte Adams is actually listed as questionable with an illness. So, you know, you're right. This, this game has turned from, Oh, this could be a ticket to the carnival to, Oh my gosh, this is really ugly. This is descending into Pittsburgh, New England territory. Yeah. If Devontae sits and jo- say Devontae and Jacob sit, are you comfortable starting any Raiders? Because I don't know if I am. Maybe Jacoby Myers. Um, yeah, it, it's <laughs> no, I mean, and, and you know, I'm not even, and I'm not thrilled about starting. I'm not even thrilled about starting Eckler, to be honest with you. Yeah. I, I think he'll get, he'll get there on volume. You uh, ran better last week against the Broncos, but as you alluded to earlier, you want that that's a that's a better running matchup for him. But he only had ten carries too, though, so it wasn't like they really overwhelmed him with the volume. Even 
Uh, who knows what's going to happen with the Chargers going forward? They're they're just a big fat mess. Um, My hope is that Eckler gets like fifteen dump offs tomorrow. Just just yeah. make that happen, Chargers. Please give us something. Yeah. Do you find it difficult, given that you uh, do your show on NFL Network? Do you find it difficult being critical of coaching staffs? Uh, you know, I, obviously, I'm you know, Staley is always a lightning rod. How how do you, how is it for you, especially? I mean, you're you're right down there. Oh, uh, you're right by SoFi. Uh, is it difficult for you in your position? Uh, sometimes I feel like maybe I shouldn't do this, but uh, I think if like if you watch the show, you know I don't because I kind of view it as I am I am not being paid to to be friends with the. I, I, it's a big perk when you get to meet a coach or a player or something like that, but. Right. Ultimately, I never get personal or anything like that. But if I think you're doing a poor job at your job, it's my job to to be critical. I, I believe, sure. like, I analyze it good and bad. And anyone uh, that watches the show could tell you I've been hard on Arthur Smith for years now. I'm sure. a huge Bills fan, and I I made a six minute video earlier this season saying they need to fire Sean McDermott. So, uh, I, it is something that. I'm always a little bit like, maybe I need to walk this fine line, but my line is don't ever make it about anything besides football. Right. I think that's fair. I, and I think that's a good line to draw there. Uh, it's all, it's always interesting. Uh, just knowing what lines you have to walk and what lines you can cross and all that. And it, you know, and I think you, you, you phrase, right. Don't, don't make it personal and you can pretty much do what you want there. So I, I like seeing that there. Um, any other like waiver wire running back targets you're interested in this week? We mentioned Chandler. Is there anybody else that like maybe getting more work or anybody else that uh, has caught your eye? Uh, I'll throw one out for you. Uh, Cause I didn't put this on the outline, but chase Brown has been a big part of the Bengals offense the last two weeks. We all saw that touchdown catch he had. He looked electric on that. After doing nothing for thirteen uh, for twelve weeks, they they really started to incorporate him as a change of pace back for the Bengals. Yeah, I I do think he's in play. I think he's a deeper option, like more of a flex player, something like that. And he would be maybe one of those where if you're deciding between a safe floor option and the high upside in Chase Brown, you got to be realistic with yourself and your matchup. And and if you think you have a chance, or if you're a big underdog, then maybe you you play the Chase Brown. My my only concern is we know he's the secondary back there. So if he doesn't get mm -hmm. that long run or that touchdown, the floor is very low. So to me, it all depends on your circumstances with him. Um, some others, look, I don't, I'm not excited about Samir White or Amir Abdullah, but if Josh Jacobs is out, volume might uh, be your best bet there. And then he was probably picked up last week, but this is the time of year. And I've been, I was trying to get out in front of this since like week 10, I've been saying like, pick up, Jarek McKinnon, the Chiefs cut him loose late in the season. Look at what he did last year. It took till week 14 and an, an Isaiah Pacheco injury for that to happen. But I do think Jarek McKinnon is a very big part of this Chiefs offense moving forward, especially given their pass catching issues. They like to ease his workload early on so that he is healthy and fresh come this time of the year through maybe the Super Bowl for them. Yep. Tough matchup this week in Foxborough, though. Yeah, you know, the Pats are actually pretty decent against the run. So that'd be that's the caveat I have. But then again, you're not get you're not buying him just for the carries between the tackles. You're carrying him for those those outside runs and the catches, obviously. So he's and more of a PPR love, guy. They love throwing near the goal line. Like, yes, they do. Look, 
one of my biggest pet peeves this year is everyone attacking Jalen Hurts for the tush push and saying like it's a cheap play and stuff. And I'm like, we'll stop it. But my biggest thing is why do we hate that play? But as a fantasy and football watching community, we love when Patrick Mahomes does a forward glorified handoff. Like it, yep. it's all the same thing. They're all stat padding and Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid really love to stat pad those touchdowns from like the one yard line. The one thing we can unite together on is our unified hatred of Arthur Smith, though. So we can't get behind that, at least. So there you Let's go. Let's go. Yes. I always joke. I The one thing I guess you could say maybe is in football is I joke that Falcons losses are brought to you by FedEx. <laughs> nice. I like that. Well played. I uh, love that. Uh, before I move on to wide receivers, let's uh, share a quick note from our friends at Splash. Rotowire is proud to partner with Splash Sports for the 2023 fantasy football season. Splash Sports empowers gaming commissioners to earn by creating contests. Commissioners can set up contests, add their style, and enjoy the evolving Splash Sports platform for customized preferences. From daily to season-long contests, Splash Sports caters to various playing styles, such as DFS, Pick X, and Traditional Survivor. And unlike traditional sports books, Splash Sports pits you against friends and family, not the house. Splash goes beyond betting, a space where friends connect, can connect, strategize, and share in the excitement of sports. Rotowire will be running weekly DFS tiers, on a tiers contest on splash sports all season can you beat the rotowire experts visit rotowire.com slash splash to enter today also we are on the blue Nire, blue wire network we love being there here are their ads we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right. Thank you for that, folks. Uh, I'm here with Michael Florio from NFL Network and NFL Fantasy. Let's talk wide receivers. Uh, and I want to start off with two guys that are slumping a little bit, or at least not not slumping, but had are coming off bad games. You mentioned Amon Ross St. Brown. Uh, he, he gets a tough one to get matchup against Denver. And then Mike Evans, you know, one catch for eight yards last week. Now he goes up to Lambeau. Uh, are you worried about either of these two top wideouts? Mike Evans, not even a little bit. I, I okay. know he disappointed last week, 
he almost had one of the touchdown catches of the year. Like he got his yes. his feet in bounds, but his hand hit the line before the out of bounds line first. If he makes that catch, we're talking about him a little bit differently right now. But that was his first game in single digits since I believe week six. And in three of his four games before last week, he scored 25 or more. Like, I am not really all that concerned at all with Mike Evans. Amon Ra, a little bit more because of the matchup. Because of how much the, the Denver Broncos have limited uh, yards through the passing game. And I know he moves around a bit outside, a bit in the slot. And Patrick Sertan mostly plays out wide. But I'm very, very nervous about Sertan just saying... That guy, I want to play him no matter where he lines up. And if he shadows him all day, that will make life uh, tough for Amon Ra St. Brown. That being said, I have Amon Ra in a number of leagues. Luckily, most of the, those teams have a bye. But there's a couple where I don't. I haven't even considered not playing him. I You have to just start your studs. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I was like, in retrospect, I'm like, why am I asking a question? I've got Amon Ra. I'm starting him. Yeah. It's... Sertan be damned. I'm going to have to start. Maybe I get lucky, get one touchdown, you know, and you know, I'm not going to get that monster day, but I'm also not going to, you know, find three other receivers on my roster that are better. Um, but I'm sure you're getting, cause I'm getting like a big name player right now. People are like, Oh, should I sit this guy in, in favor of like the waiver wire pickup of the week? And I'm like, no, like you, you oh, still yeah. start your studs. Like nothing speaking of this. waiver wire pickup of the week, Wandale Robinson, Huge game on Monday night. Some pedigree here. Uh, he just got hurt last year. It's been unlocked, and New Orleans isn't that scary anymore. And, and you know, Lattimore has been hurt a lot. I mean, they they have. It's still a good defense. It's not like oh, I can't go to New Orleans and not start anybody here either. Though, can I interest you in Wandale Robinson as a starter this week? In deep leagues only it would be for me look i i am a self-proclaimed tommy devito stand just like you i was on that train way before it was cool and popular and he had even won an nfl game because i do this italian skit on fridays and my god he has given me more than i ever could imagine a player could give me for that <laughs> skit but that being said he's a fun story and all that Rondell robinson you look at his game log last week was a big game but it was his first game over 50 yards since mid-october like yeah. it, it there's ups in a deeper league yes i think there's upside there he's the top target for the giants as long as darren waller doesn't return this week but ultimately in like my 12 team leagues i i'm not uh in a, i do not want to start wandale robinson ideally wandale robinson or noah brown assuming stroud plays if stroud plays noah brown for me if he sits i'll, I'll go wandale there okay fair enough um, and I, and the thing about Noah Brown's like, he, like you said, he's total feast or famine. He's played the last two weeks and hasn't had a catch yet. If I recall correctly, I know he got shut out last week. Even Robert Woods was, you know, his negative points. I think it was, you know, granted the jets drag everybody down into the muck. That's what they do. Um, but it, it, at the same time, it's like, yeah, uh, can I trust him? It's, it's not always next man up fantasy wise. Sometimes yeah. it is. Sometimes, sometimes it happens like it did with Brown earlier this year, but not always. I will. The one thing is the Jets are not only, like you said, do they bring everyone down and are they one of the best secondaries in football? They are the absolute best at limiting uh, the deep ball. I, I believe it was like through week eight, they had allowed three deep passes against them. Like it, it's an insane uh, success rate they have at stopping that. So, and that is Noah Brown's breadbasket. So last week was the worst possible matchup that you could give Noah Brown. 
I do think there's still a lot of upside there, but only if CJ Stroud plays, because no way am I tying my playoff chances to Davis Mills. Right. I hear you. I hear you on that one there. Um, and it's, uh, you know, it's, yeah. And, and sometimes though, we're just scrambling to find the guys that to plug in here a little bit. Uh, can I, speaking of which, if Ke- Keenan Allen's not playing, fortunately the league where I have him in the playoffs, it's I'm on by like you are this week in flex. Uh, but if you have to play this week, can I interest you in Quentin Johnston? No, um, I, at least not for me. I loved Quentin Johnson coming into this year. I ranked him pretty highly. It was a big swing and a miss. He is starting to look better and play better as of late, and he could have so many more fantasy points if his, you know, if his hands just worked properly and he was able to come in with the football a little bit more. But he was struggling to consistently top double-digit fantasy points with Justin Herbert. Uh, Easton Stick, we have no idea what he is going no. to look like. Last week was his first time ever getting any real NFL uh, snaps. So even Josh Palmer returning, I, I it's all Eckler or bust for me. I'd have to be pretty desperate. Like in a league where um, I, I lost Josh Jacobs and, and everything, I need a flex. So I was looking at my bench, and I was like, okay, I have like Terry McLaurin. Isaiah Likely is my backup tight end there. I'm like, yeah, I would play both of those options. Cause I have Johnston and Palmer on that team. And I'm like, I- I'm not playing them over those guys. Yeah. If Christian Watson sits, which of the green Bay wide receivers are you interested in? Cause it looks like Wicks is also going to be out. Can, are you interested in dubs? Obviously Jaden Reed is going to be a starter, uh, but is dubs starter startable? Is there anybody else in that green Bay receiving core that you're interested in? I do think he is startable this week. Jaden Reed is the one that I'm very excited about. And like you said, he is a starter. I I have him as a start as well this week. Dobbs a little bit uh, deeper, a little because the thing is you're relying on Jordan Love to get him the ball downfield. It's also what makes Christian Watson so boomer bust is down. The the further your target gets, the less likely you are to complete it. And Jaden Reed had the Julian Edelman line the other day, 10 targets, eight catches. I think it was, 27 yards something like that right uh but he's going to rack up the catches because of their so high percentage throws that he's getting so Dobbs I think is in play but he's a little bit more boomer bust because if he doesn't get you that touchdown you might be looking at single digits yes I think you're absolutely right about that one there uh it's just you know it's just any port in a storm sometimes like come on let's go let's do this here uh Another good matchup for uh, pass catchers lately has been uh, going up against Jacksonville. Are you interested in OBJ this week? Yes, I, I think that Odell is the top streaming option. And I know he might already be rostered in some of your leagues, but right. very unlikely that he has been a weekly consistent starter for a lot of people. But he's been averaging 13 and a half fantasy points per game in his last, I think it is five games, uh, maybe four games. Don't quote me on the number of games, but. The last month plus the over okay. 13 fantasy points per game that that's useful and he's gotten double digits almost in all of those games last week obviously was the biggest one of them all but he's in a good offense with a mvp caliber quarterback throwing him the ball in i what could be a high scoring matchup as both of those teams are kind of buying for the one seed right now so yeah i think odell zay flowers isaiah likely all options that you could start this week 
All right. Very good. I, I, and I, I, I'm all over flowers and OBJ too, for sure. Uh, and likely, I think likely is a great matchup too. I mean, if you, if you give up over 300 yards to Joe Flacco and Jake Browning in back-to-back weeks, I mean, you have to be considered a, a streaming target. That is for sure. Uh, I got a number of questions in the queue. You ready to hit some? Let's do it. All right. Let's start off with, uh, Jeff Rogers asks, speaking of Zay flowers, DK Metcalf, uh, or Zay flowers, DK gets a pretty decent matchup at home against Philly as well. I'm going with DK Metcalf there. The the Eagles have allowed the most production to wide receivers this year, the most fantasy points per game, and very good chance that Seattle needs to put up points and could be trailing, so they'll throw the ball even more than usual, I think. Yep, I agreed. Uh as much as I this is like this is one of those don't overthink it situations as far as I'm concerned. You know, you know, it's just like you're starting DK. I mean I I said to sit DK a couple of weeks ago when he played the Cowboys and oh no. no call has ever blown up in my face more. Oh, we've all made them though. We've all if you've been in this business long enough, you've made plenty that have blown up in our face. And trust me, they, we get reminded about them all the time. Oh yeah. Uh Chow said uh uh Chad says, uh, with Hunt dealing with the groin injury, Ford dealing with the hand slash wrist injury, what happens with Pierre Strong Jr.? Do you rank him, and if so, how? And if so, how how high? Easy for me to say. Both of those players would need to sit for me to be interested in Strong, and even then, he's not all that high for me. Yeah, and honestly, the Bears, you would think, oh yeah, starting against us, Bears even before the Montez Sweat deal were pretty decent against the run. Now they're they're actually like a legitimate real defense. I mean, the NFL, yeah. I mean, it it cha- things change quickly. Life happens fast and if you don't pay attention, it'll go by you. and that the the Bears and the Giants both are not the like sitting duck targets that we think they are. And if you were trying to plan for the playoffs 16 weeks ago or whatever it was, you would have been drafting players facing the Bears and Giants. There you go. Perfect example. We'll finish with this one here. A tight end question. We didn't hit too many tight end talks earlier there. So Sam Laporter or Trey McBride? I mean, chances are you have that as as options because McBride was on the waiver wire most of the season, early part of the season. Uh, these are two of my – these two and Dalton Kincaid have been like my go-to tight ends this year. Uh, yep. Very high on at least not McBride, but the other two coming into the draft. And McBride in season, I, I've loved him. I had them all on a number of teams. McBride has a harder matchup going up against the 49ers. I still think you start both of them, but if you have to choose, I'm going to go with my guy, Sammy L. Yep. I lied. I'm actually going to give you one more question here before we get on the way out here. Uh, Powerlifter USA says, I have Howell, Carr, and Browning going into the playoffs. You know, that that happens when you lose guys. Which one would you drop? You have to drop one of these. Um how gets the Rams this week? I haven't looked ahead too much at the commander's schedule. I know the Brown uh, Browning. I know the Bengals schedule. They get the Vikings this week, which isn't great. Uh, they get the Steelers in Heinz field. I'm still calling it Heinz field, by the way. I don't care what their current sponsor is. Uh, and then they get the chiefs. So they got three pretty tough matchups here for Browning and then car car this week uh, against the giants. Who's the odd man out. So how, Hal gets the Jets next week and then the Niners to end. Ooh. Which is, yeah, I don't think after this week you want to be using Sam Hal. But the issue is, of those options, Sam Hal is probably the one that I want to start this week in what I think could be a very high-scoring game against the Rams. So I'm going to hold Hal for this week. I think you want Browning for the next two. While, while Derek Carr has the better the best schedule by far of the three, I think he's probably the odd man out. And I think you're probably right about that one. It's that it's it's really tough because you're right. It's not 
just this week. And I guess if you, if your rosters are frozen after this week, it's a tough call to make, but uh, otherwise you're just streaming on those guys. Otherwise there, uh, Michael, where can everybody uh, catch your stuff? Like what time is your show on NFL network uh, and any of your other uh, work? Uh, 3 p.m. Pacific, so 6 p.m. Eastern. Figure it out if you're somewhere in the middle there. Uh, is Fantasy Live on the NFL Network Mondays through Fridays. You catch me on Wednesdays and Fridays. Friday especially you should watch. We have a lot of fun on that show. Um, Stardom Sidham over there, the Fantasy Football Show, the Stardom Sidham Show. All, pretty much any fantasy content that you get over at NFL Media. And then I do a lot for Rotoballer as well. Um, I write a streaming and pivot starts article every week for them. I have my own podcast there with them called Florio's football show where every Tuesday I go over waiver wires, streamers, starts, sits, all of that for the week. And then I also have a show with them Saturdays on Sirius XM. It is 2 p.m. Pacific. So 5 p.m. Uh, Eastern time, me, Scott, the King angle, Anthony Aniano, you're going to always going to get two of the three of us each week. We, we rotate it, but it's a very fun show. So please check that out. Check out Rotoballer, NFL, all of that. And Jeff, thank you. And thank Rotowire for having me again. This, I don't do many in season podcasts, but I always make sure to say yes to this show because it is always a good time. And one of my favorites to go on. Well, I thank you for coming on and Hey, I mean, who better to go to than the guy that's won the league, you know, one of those against me head to head in the finals, but uh, good luck in your defense. Uh, be the th- three peat here, perhaps. Thank you. They've been gunning for me all year, and I understand why. If someone was going for a three peat, I would be gunning for them as well. But the odds are stacked against me right now with no Herbert. But let's see how let's see how that goes. All right. Very good. Thanks everybody for tuning in today. If uh, if you're streaming live, we appreciate your questions. If you're listening wherever you get your podcasts, appreciate that too. Uh, you can check out my rankings at Rotowire. Rotowire.com/pod gets you your free. Uh, peek behind the paywall for a couple of days. So please check that out. Thanks for listening. We got Mario and John tomorrow on the podcast. Take care.